Welcome to another episode of The Land Before Grime. (laughs) I'm Tim, and with me, as always, are the best people on the planet, Anonymous Alex and Jenna. How are y'all? Good. Fantastic. Glad we covered that. We also have a special guest with us. Our friend, Chris Grine. How are you, Chris Grine? I'm here. Yay! Oh, hey! <laughs> he knew the answer. <laughs> you poor, poor sucker. <laughs> so before we get before we get too deep into the the examination of horse literature that is this podcast, what what do you know about horses, Chris? Oh, uh, I had two horses growing up. No, stop. <gasps> oh, man, I really you am the only one who doesn't him. know anything. Oh. <laughs> I thought we were that that doesn't mean I don't know. I that, that doesn't mean I know a whole lot. I, just, I broke my collarbone on being fucked off of one. God, I'm the only guy who hasn't broken something. There's still time. <laughs> because of a horse. I know. There's still time. Just stand by on a horse and slap it on its butt. <laughs> do, Tim, Tim, don't do that. Don't do that, Tim. Chris, you can't say these things to Tim. Just watch John Wick 3 then. You'll see what happens. So you you really had horses growing up? Did. Yeah? Yep. Huh. I, I just, uh, it was my parents that were into it, though. I wasn't I wasn't that into it, but yeah. we had them. I just, every, everybody in the world, everybody that I meet has some kind of horse <laughs> story. And I'm like, they're still mythological creatures to me as far as I know. Like we talk about them a bunch on this podcast. I still haven't seen one. <laughs> but so we did read a Heartland book this week. It was something beyond the horizon. You got this. Yeah, you can do it. Horizon. Come on. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so I figure we can tell Chris about our Heartland book. Since this whole podcast is going to be about indoctrination, you know what? It's all blown now because I thought that like I had like this like kindred spirit, and we were going to like work on becoming horse girls together. Grew up a horse girl. This is my favorite thing that happens on this podcast is when Tim expects an ally and finds an enemy. (laughs) Tim, Tim should have known better than that. Yeah, no ally here. All right, so let's let's recap this. Let's recap this book real quick. Beyond the Horizon. Amy's doing vet shit at Virginia Tech with her Virginia Tech friends, including a guy named Will. Amy is going home to Heartland for spring break and to work with Scott for a week and get some school credit. While Will is going to Arizona to be a ranch hand on a cattle drive. Will is obviously into Amy. He's even asked her out. Amy buses home, and Lou is too pregnant to pick her up. From, sorry, let me do that again. (laughs) Amy buses home, and Lou is too pregnant to pick her up from the bus station. So Amy cabs home. No one is really excited enough. Amy sees Ty, and he should be more excited. Ty's been doing stuff at Heartland without Amy, and that is unacceptable. Ty takes Amy to meet some of his friends, but she talks to Will on the phone instead. And some girl named Ella is obviously trying to make a move on Ty. Amy sees a horse at Heartland named Bunny and just goes and rides without doing any research on what's wrong with Bunny. Uh, Ty is pissed, and it turns out that Amy unheals Bunny. Ty calms down and asks if Ella can come work at Heartland. Amy, quote, over my dead body. Will calls to tell Amy that there is a horse named 
Lope. Lope is obviously short for Calliope in Arizona. <coughs> needs Amy's help. It's actually called Lube. I'm just messing with Alex. Uh, the horse needs Amy's help. The horse was mauled by a lion and is going to get put down. My turn? Yep. My turn? Because we didn't yep. say that we were going to round robin this shit. That's <laughs> right. Amy, Ty, and Fam talk, and they all agree the best thing for Amy to do is hang out with the hot red hair, red-haired boy. I mean, save Laup. That's right, Laup like Southern. Amy ditches her duty to Scott. I'm totally kidding. Or am I? I am. Or am I? No, I am. Or am I? And gets him to transfer her credit to the vet for the ranch that Will is set up at. And she and Ty go trail riding together for the last time before she hops on a plane to Arizona. Things stay super fucking awkward and Ty acts like nothing is weird about his girlfriend going out to a beautiful place to do a super cool thing with a really sweet and hot guy who has already shown interest in Amy. Okay, if he won't be fucking jealous, I will. Amy leaves the next day and arrives in Arizona, a.k.a. the home of Phyllis Juan. <clears throat> she has a long, quiet Jeep ride with Hottie McFlame hair before arriving at Shallow Creek Ranch and meeting Hank, a grizzled ranch owner turned horse breeder. They go to Sea Loop before dinner, and Amy is horrified by his scars. Will promises the brother of the cowhand who Loop through that Amy can have him ready for the cattle drive that's in, oh, you know, just two days. It's fine. It's totally fine. This is going to be great. Amy calls Ty, and things are still awkward, but she knows she still loves Ty and doesn't want to lose him. Amy and Will go to see one of Hank's breeding horses, and Amy almost immediately correctly diagnoses the hork. Hork. Horse. Hork Bajir. No. Um, <laughs> correctly diagnoses the horse and makes Will feel a little dumb. But she's literally seen the exact case before. It's fine. Amy does join up with Loop and is worried the whole time that it isn't going to work. Even though the entire time he gives her textbook signs that he wants to be besties. After barely any time working with Loop, a cattle dog scares him and Loop dashes for the fence trying to escape the training ring. Oh boy. Let me talk some shit now. So, Will catches Loop by opening the gate and cornering him in and catching his halter. But we all know what the fuck happened right here. Mike the dickhead ranch hand came through, scared that trained rabbit through the arena that the dog chased, and <laughs> caused the undoing of all of Loop's training. I'm not going to do a funny name because I will not stand for this on this <laughs> podcast any longer. <laughs> Anyways, they put Loop away because they're like, eh, fuck it. He's probably fine. And they decide to go... Tucson dipping? Tus I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Oh, no. I can't. Oh, no. <laughs> you I fucked up the it. word. I fucked Alex, up the word and I'm rolling with it. Anyways, oh, no. let's talk no. about what this is. No, nope. Tim. You've, nope. you've seen the word before. Tim, I've said the word before correctly. <laughs> this time I had I had a, a I, I had a thing, a stroke while I was saying it. Anyways, <laughs> this is allegedly going to a water sister. Don't know if that's what those are called, but decided it was when I was writing the summary. <laughs> And uh, you go in with, with your clothes on. Like, let's be real. This was the opening credits of Wild Wild West. They were all naked. We all know it. Okay, moving on. Mike starts talking shit because he's a dick. And then Fallon, the girl that Amy just met, decided was an enemy because she criticized one thing about her, but then thought maybe she's cool, dunks Mike because Mike's a dickhead and no one likes him. We all get it now. So anyways, Amy's like, all right, well, to since Mike's being a dickhead, tomorrow I'll do an early dawn secret join-up with this horse. And so she does. And it works. And it's great. Like, literally, this last part is is so easy. So now she's, like, riding high. She's like, I did join up. I'm going to do this bareback with no, no like, safety equipment at all. She does. She gets thrown, but it's gentle. She's fine. She decides to do it later. So she goes to a day of vet work, has a cool thing with Fallon, where they're, like, shooting things down cows' throats and being like, yeah, girls are better than boys. Sure. No one cares. They get back. She does another join up thing. But this time, she invited Mike and Hank, who is the owner of the ranch, who is apparently important, and shows them all how great join-up is, how cool it is. But then when she goes to get on, it's still not working. So you know what she does? Join-up again. It's like, hey, same answer every time, but she's on him this time. Anyways, now they're besties, but Hank's like, yeah, I like him, but unless he can go on the drive tonight, even though he's clearly traumatized by an experience on a different cattle drive, we're going to throw him right back into it and see what the fuck happens. So they do. And you know what? For the most part, he's fine. He has a few little wobbles, a few little spooks. 
But, like, he's a really, really good horse, so he actually just does it. And, like, the rest of the book is just about how great the cattle drive is and how wonderful it is. And they move the cows, and then they come back, and everything's great. They saved him. They're going to keep him. Well, they were going to sell him, but then the guy whose back he broke showed up in a wheelchair because Fallon called him because Fallon's actually a cool-as-fuck person. And he showed up. He's like, you can't sell this horse. I love him. And so his brother's like, I'm mad at all of you, but all right, if my brother loves him, you thought we were going to end there, right? That's wrong. There's two pages left in the book. And here's what happens over those two pages. Amy goes home crying, meets Soraya's boyfriend, who was from way earlier in the book and didn't matter at all. She ignores him because it's all about her. She gets back to Heartland and breaks up with Ty. But for real this time, not like the other time that we thought she did, but she didn't know for real they break up this time. But he gets it. And uh, that's the note that we end on. (laughs) So, so... Chris, I'll go ahead and sort of summarize my experience as a horse girl over 23 books. Nothing matters. <laughs> Nothing matters at all. You spend 23 books reading about these people who are getting in a relationship. And then in one page, at the end of one book, it's all undone. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you guys made it that many books, even, <laughs> even on a dare or I don't know. I think that's the thing. I think that like, we're all just sitting there going, yeah, but you won't read the next one. <laughs> yeah, but you won't read the next one. You're, why are you still reading? It's, no, no, don't do the next one. I think that is what happened when we first started this podcast. I think all yeah. three of us said this will never work. <laughs> <laughs> Now you're just doing it out of spite to see who quits first. Do you know how many horse girl books there are? (laughs) Thousands, I have found out. You should change the name of the podcast to just In Spite of of Horse Girls. In Spite of Horse Girls. And the whole point is just who's going to quit first? Who's going to quit first? You're just going to keep on going. Well, there are like mystery events that we have to unlock over the course of the podcast. And I think that I'm the last one to unlock something. Um, And then and then we have to end it. Yeah, that is true. What does this? What is a mystery unlock? (laughs) We started a quest. It's not it's not a real thing. Um, we, We started a quest early on in this podcast where if somebody did us the very specific thing, then for each of us, then we'd have to just quit. We would just have to quit. It turns out we only realized those things after we did them. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. we'll know. We'll I'm know just when stubborn. It's <laughs> like, I don't even remember what my thing was at this point. Tim, how dare you? Oh, I, I, I have no idea I what my thing was. No. I think, though, Chris has stumbled upon something really amazing that we should be doing, which is off-track betting on ourselves of who's going to quit first. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Why do we have a Patreon? You guys only you can promote this whole podcast with that. (laughs) Because people would just struggle through it with you just to hear if somebody quit on this episode. Mm, In spite of horsegirls.com. Let me just jot that down real quick to buy that URL. (laughs) Oh my god, now Alex is taking notes. (laughs) I have never known Alex to say, let me look into that URL and not end up with the URL. True. It's never once happened. (laughs) Unless the URL was taken. And then. So, anyways, duckduckjenna.com, America's favorite search engine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I am just entirely amazed every time we read one of these books, though, that, like, this, this could have been a deep dive into Amy and Ty's personal relationship and the, the way that they got there you know, to ending it together. It could have totally shown all that depth of character or could have been a totally awesome adventure romp on a cattle ranch. One of the two. And it chose to split the time and do neither. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty accurate. That's why I was so mad at the book. Now, are these, are these all written by like the same author or are these like ghosts written by like uh, similar to like Animorphs? It's the same couple of authors. But it's a pen name. Yeah. Do you think one of them just hated that relationship and they were like, you know how I'm going to end this book? I hope so. Big I fuck think you. so. 
No, you know what? I would love it so much more if, if you know, like the first writer just got done and was like, here, read this. And the second writer was just like, less page, and then send it off without talking to the first writer. <laughs> <laughs> We're both getting paid for this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Now I kind of want to do that to someone, but also n- <laughs> no, no. Well, but what if we did, though? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, what if we did? I think that that could work great for us. Which one of us is going to write a book just out like, of that now? Yeah, no, just, and, just, and the mean, other person just sabotage it completely with yeah, one page and with add it to one the page. end of it. I would say based on our uh, chaos levels, it would have to be that, like, Tim and I wrote the book together, and then we gave it to you, and then you sent it off to the editor. Yes, yes. With that... That last two pages, we'd only mine. Yeah, we'd only have any credibility if we passed it through Chris's hands, <laughs> like True. at the end. Yeah, like if we went through that whole process and then had Chris sign his name to it. I I don't want any of you anywhere near <laughs> that stuff. Please stop. <laughs> the last thing I need. It's just just people reading that be like, what What is he doing? Yeah, I really didn't understand that last page. That was weird. It just came out of left field. It's not like a style at all. And actually, the whole thing overall, it was just I don't I don't understand. That last like you know, we are going to dedicate yeah. the book to you, Chris, right? Like yeah, you know absolutely. that's happening, right? It's, you don't have to. It's fine. <laughs> but you know, oh, we know. Gonna... That's, that's the thing. <laughs> dedications. You don't have to do them, but I feel like it's going to happen now. That's unfortunate. <laughs> it's unfortunate for all those other people that you could have dedicated it to. Aw, they'll be fine. There will be other books, I'm sure. That's a, he'll see that book and just write in it, know the other one. Do you it's think a different, that, it's a like, different Chris Grine altogether. Do you think this is what happens like when My Chemical Romance rejected Stephanie Meyer's dedication to them? Is this kind of how it all went down in Twilight Land? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So you're saying that I'm the Twilight to Chris's... Yeah, Chris is My Chemical Romance in this situation. Wow. Yeah, I feel like that's hurtfully accurate. I mean, it can't be hurtful if it's true, right? No, it can't. Yeah, no, it can't be hurtful. Be. Wow. It's just also true. This is an angry podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we say it like we're joking. Hey, you say it all it's with smiles. <laughs> that way it hurts more later. <laughs> When recalling the conversation, you know, you I I'm not sure if that was a real smile. <laughs> I don't think I know how to not, or how to do a not real. I don't. I can't speak words. That's for certain. <laughs> I don't think I can do a fake smile. I don't think it's in me. Oh, I don't know how to do a real one. <laughs> what? <laughs> the the pain runs too deep. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. His smiles are just a facade. <laughs> Tim saw condolences <laughs> on your depression. <laughs> so that's basically what I read in Jenna's like, oh, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh, I was supposed to pick a word out of this book, wasn't I? Oh, oh no. you freaking were, Tim. <laughs> oh, no. What have I done? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't like this one. Oh, I oh. hated this one. This is yeah, the, this the worst. I'm so honored. I'm so honored to have gotten this one. <laughs> you know what? You're welcome. I, I tried so hard to read this book. I tried. I don't blame you on this one. I would sit down and start reading it, and I would find myself more content just staring at the ceiling than reading another page. <laughs> but yeah. To be honest, yeah. you're better off. Like you're just you're better off. Like I somehow fell into some kind of trap where I was invested in these people and their happiness, and then they just like stabbed me in the throat on the last page. They were just like, "Hey, all that stuff you no, you don't get to have any of it." Okay, but there was one amazing moment. I will admit, this book had one amazing moment that was I thought cool. I don't know. Jenna's looking at me like I'm insane, so maybe not. I'm just waiting the, to hear the moment to see if it's the, the moment. moment. 
Okay, it's the moment where Amy calls her grandpa like, I'm going to fail. Oh. And he's like, no. He like gave her this amazing pep talk. And he's like, when you call me back, only sell, say four words. We did it, grandpa. And then she got to call him back and say it. And I was like, yeah. Heck go, yeah. Amy. Okay. Sorry. So that moment so, was cool. So I, I remember that exact moment. And I'm going to tell you how Tim read that exact moment. It was, Grandpa said, you're going to call me back and say these four words. We did it, Grandpa. And then he said, I love you, Amy. And then I immediately thought I would hang up the phone and be like, which four words was he talking about? <laughs> that you would, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, was it the we did it, Grandpa, or the I love you, Amy? But I am Amy, so it's confusing. But you can't say these four words and then have two four-word sentences right next to each other. It's just going to cause conflict. Yeah. 100% what I thought when I read that. You're not wrong. I did. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I saw it. (laughs) Heckin' adorable. Yeah. No, Chris, you're better off. Yeah. You're better off for not having read this one. And I don't say that a lot. I don't say that a lot about these books. And I will I, say it could have been worse. What? And we read the uh, Humanomorphs. I'm just <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. <Just> saying. Mm. <laughs> oh, that is an absolute. It is an angry podcast. It takes, pla- it takes place in a holler, which is exactly <laughs> what you think it looks like. Was the explanation for what a holler was? It's exactly what you think it is. Not, not wrong. No, not wrong. <laughs> oh, I'd forgotten about that. I think I like blocked that out. Oh, I'm scarred. My favorite thing is that you guys were all like, "What does it look like?" And I was like, "Yeah, you know, a holler." Oh, <laughs> y'all don't know what a holler looks like. It was that was the weirdest description. That's like having the definition of a word contain the word. Yeah, you're trying mm-hmm. to. Yeah, it was not, not not good. No. Not no. That was not very creative at all. Description for the kids. It's whatever you think it looks like, because I'm too busy to research it. <laughs> I'm too busy and you probably don't care. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna have a lot of other issues with this book, so we're just gonna keep going. <laughs> Oh no, now I guess all I can think about is those books. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. We're going to introduce Alex to those books by me giving her my copies. Because I'm not ever talking about them again. <laughs> Be very <laughs> not in depth, Alex. They are they are just the bee's knees of books. I can't wait. I can't wait. They're... It'll just be so good. They're confusing, but at least they're kind of entertaining. In a confusing way. Like, you're just wondering the whole time, what are they smoking while, while you're reading? Yeah. Well, like, so I'm feeling encouraged about them, though, because, like, you got through those books, but not heartless. So it's, like, one of those things, right, where, like, I know I can get through this level of pain because I've already gotten through worse. So this one will be okay. No. 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 I don't know. Those at least know. felt weird in the sense that you kind of want to just keep reading because it was so weird. But this, these at least the 25 pages that I was able to read of this book after like the fifth try just felt so dry and devoid of anything of interest that I just could not. Yeah. I couldn't go anywhere. So it, it started out like the whole book series. Like it started out, I would say a lot more interesting because you had Amy who isn't very interesting, but then you had like, multiple deaths early on and then you had Lou who is an NPC in this book but would be the main character of a Hallmark movie and that's Amy's sister and so you had that going on where she came from her high-powered banking job in New York and uh, broke up with her New York boyfriend Carl and then got with the local veterinarian and so you had a lot of stuff going on. You had things happening. You had the, the the wheels turning. And you didn't get that in this one. This is all like, this is Saved by the Bell the college years. Is what oh, it is. it is. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, like, no. this isn't this isn't the show that I, this isn't the book series that I remember and love. This is Love is Generous. 
But uh, you, uh, that last page, I can't get past it. All the work, the all the work page. that we did, all the work that we did, it's just gone. And how old are these books? Like, when was this series out? Mid two thousand, like two thousand five, two thousand six, something yeah. like that. I want to say i could be off <laughs> yeah i was trying yes. to look for like a copyright oh my god and this is probably just a money grab anyway right this is a this is after the main series is over and it's the yeah this one was 2007 the the special editions that they released afterwards right mm-hmm. so which is amazing they wouldn't put that in the spin-off series that they did afterwards. I know. Also, Chris, there's a spin-off series. <laughs> that is this main character actually at college. And then like a bunch of other um girls who live at the boarding school near the college taking care of those horses. Based on this book, uh do you think we should be excited to read the Amy at College years books? That does not seem like an overwhelming yes. <laughs> oh, good thing we're taking a break. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like that was an attack on me. <laughs> I, got, I got sort of jazzed when, when we saw that there was a, it was a continuation. I was like, oh, the story's not done. This will be fun. I don't think that anymore. No. <laughs> I mean, could they just not come up with like another idea for a book series? They just got to keep chasing these characters into the grave. Is that what? <laughs> yes. That's unfortunate. <laughs> okay, so we saw Amy go to Tucson, right? That's where she went, Alex Tucson, mm-hmm. Tucson, Arizona. Tucson, Tucson, Arizona. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you remember the Halloween book that we read? Uh huh. Where it took place in Tucson, Arizona, also. <laughs> yeah, where I said it right on that yeah. episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. and and there was an Amy there. <gasps> right, right. This is where the timelines. Oh right? shit! So we read this book for Halloween about a ghost horse, Chris. See, that would have yeah. been interesting, at least. Oh, you think that it wasn't? It like, wasn't. Sounds more. Yeah. Except that's where we get Calliope. So yeah, there yeah, was, that was. There was Calliope in that book. <laughs> Have you ever heard the word calliope, Chris? Calliope? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's a word that exists, right? Yeah. I have a, my brother's wife's sister has a daughter named Calliope. Oh, see, see. Turns out they don't have that word in Canada. Or it sounds like a name. Like every time I think of that, I just think of like, this girl's going to open up a portal to hell one day. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It just seems like a demonic name of some kind. Okay, hold, hold I on. Dig it. Hold on. What was the name of the kid in Children of the Corn? Because oh, I can't think of his name. Hang on. I just feel like when you hear the word the name Calliope, you should also hear like a really old music box with a little ballerina <laughs> in it, going, playing little slow slow ass music. Malachi. That's the same feeling I get whenever I hear the name Malachi. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, all right, that's the omen. You know, like I just. One day I'm going to adopt little haunted twins named Malachi and Calliope <laughs> and just like have them stand around Tim in doorways and shit. And buy them, those, haunted? buy them those uh, contacts that just make your entire eyeball no, black. No, yes. Don't yes. ever, don't yeah. ever admit no. that you bought those for them. The one can be the totally black, one can be the totally white. Oh, they stand will, next to each other oh, holding hands. And they're just like, be come so play gone. with us, Uncle Tim. <laughs> they wouldn't even have to say that. <laughs> Do you understand? If I even saw that at all in public, I would just scream and run away. Yep. I wouldn't even care who they were with or if they were even approaching me at all. I would just be gone from that area. I ha- I like to think that I would like... There are a lot of things in this world that I could see, and I would try to like. How do I movie plot this? How do I? How do I? What would the the move? Not in that one. Nope. I would just be straight gone. Just gone. <laughs> I'd be like, I need an adult, and I'm out of here. I'm. <laughs> it's over. To hear Tim say, "I need an adult." <laughs> <laughs> you would. You would honestly be bothered how many times I probably end up saying that. <laughs> 
I just figure it's always implied. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I was like, ah, oh, this is something I don't want to deal with. I need an adult. <laughs> that happens a lot. All right. So I didn't look up a, a horse term this time. <gasps> Tim. Whatever. Gar- garbage book. We're moving on. What do you got for horse news, Alex? All right. I have horse news. And the the first part of this, a little stale. All right. But maybe exciting if you've been there. The Kentucky Derby Museum is reopening June 17th after a several year hiatus due to COVID-19. That's all great, okay? But what we really need to do is talk about this miniature horse that is going to be... They're, they're opening up with a new miniature horse and a new thoroughbred, which is great. We don't care about the thoroughbred, okay? It's somebody who's raced whatever. Wait, but... They, they keep a miniature horse there? Yes. Oh, At the museum okay. to be like, look upon our miniature... Listen, Tim, this horse features prominently in wedding and engagement photos and prom photos. I didn't know any of this until researching this, but let me tell you... How this horse is described in a news article, and then I will give you my game. Okay. He has a boopable nose, (laughs) (laughs) big dark eyes, and a new home at the Kentucky Derby Museum, but he doesn't have a proper name. So they've held a contest to name this miniature horse. It is now close, but I feel like if we give good enough submissions on this podcast, they might let us in late. (laughs) So I propose to all of you. That we name this miniature horse. Oh, no. And it's a contest. So keep in mind, Horsey McHorseface is already out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So this was just open to anybody. anybody open could- to anybody. Anybody could submit a name for this miniature horse. Do we have a photo of this horse? We do. I can send it. He's he's pretty darn cute. I'll send you the whole link where uh, where you can look at a plethora of photos in this chat. Heck, yeah. Hit me. But remember, boopable nose. A boopable nose. They didn't even say snoot. Come on. They didn't. I mean, this reporter is terrible. <gasps> oh, my God. I meant, um, yeah, that's pretty cute. He's pretty cute. That's pretty, that's pretty cute. <laughs> oh, there's even a picture of somebody booping a snoot. <laughs> oh, heck. All right. So we are to name this miniature horse. I think we could do a good job. Now, I I do want to just um, bring up the issue of me being really bad at coming up with names for horses. (laughs) Uh As evidenced by the fact that my horse in the barn back here did not have a name for months. Entire months. That's true. I thought it was because, like, metal names were hard. Nope. <laughs> no. Well, you know. A horsey make horse face. Done. Can, did you get the pictures Done. also, Chris? Yeah, I saw them. That's okay. what, if you saw me moving around, that was me opening up a oh, okay, okay. screen so I can see it. I. It looks like the same way a, a human skin looks like after it's been turned into a zombie and it's been walking around <laughs> for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Very ashen. Just looks like it's been dead for a while. Can, we, can you name him Undead? Undead's a good name. Mm-hmm. But he does look very zombie, doesn't he? I don't that's know. A, that's like super cute zombie. Like I'm not taking anything away from, but it is. Are there any like popular zombies that he looks like? <laughs> like Shane from The Walking Dead. <laughs> Kinda, actually. <laughs> if you look at the photo, this like just his face close up. He's got enough grays though. He could be a Herschel. Call him Merle. Oh. <laughs> Merle, Merle. Oh, that's really good. Oh, oh no, that's really good. Oh no. And cut off one of his feet. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That would be very bad for the horse. But it'd be great for naming it. And really, it that's would what be. this is about, right? Uh, that it horse is. would look badass when you gave it like a blade peg leg thing. <laughs> Just a hook. He's got to walk around on a hook. It doesn't yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't mess with that mini horse. I wouldn't. That horse seen some shit. There aren't many mini horses that I would mess with. 
That's true. They are the worst. I'd name him Gerald. I dig it. I'm bad at names, and he just looks <laughs> like a Gerald. <laughs> Tim, do you have any submissions? I don't yet. <gasps> Come on, I Tim. Need, like, I need like another minute here. Okay. Um, Since you need another minute, I'm going to talk about your vowel blindness. Okay. Chris, what, do you... Have you heard Tim be vowel blind before? No, I don't even know what that is. So when you it's hear a, the word... It's a real problem, Chris. When you hear the yeah. word pen, does it sound different from the word pen? Wait. Pen just, and pen? Like, yeah, so... Like push pen or like, a pen that you write with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it should sound different if you're saying it right. Yeah. <laughs> It right. Yeah. A little different. Yeah. Well, for Tim, it all sounds the same. And I have a terrible confession to make. Oh. I was sending um, photos of this really cool uh, camping apparatus to Mike the other night. Uh, and I said, oh my God, look at this badass tent. It's so cool. And I love uh, it so much. Uh huh. And he. And he turned to me and he said, did you mean tent? <laughs> just said the same word twice. No, I don't... tint. Tint is a color. Tint is like exactly. lightening up a color. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> My eyes got so big and I was like, oh no. <laughs> I have become Tim. Go ahead and ask him when the last time he mowed his sidewalk was, Jen. Oh, do you want me to? Do you want to get into this? Yeah, do you I want do. to lose I again? <laughs> if you have a sidewalk I that didn't. goes through the place in front of your house, I is did. the sidewalk in your yard? That's not the question. Is is it not? It is the question. It no. is the question. Is, is the sidewalk yard? Tim, <laughs> Tim. It could be it could be an island in the yard, but is it yard? It's not yard. It's in the yard. It's in the yard. You're in the yard. That the question is: Is it in the yard? That's. I mean, there's different ways to answer that because technically, there's an easement. Oh no. <laughs> there's like a 15 foot easement that the city can come in usually and destroy your your yard and not have to fix it because that's their property. Even if you planted trees and sprinklers and all kinds of stuff. So it is part of your yard, but it's not yours. Yeah, much like your mailbox. Correct. Yep. Yeah, Tim. Yeah, Tim. Tim. I wasn't even going to do it to you today. Yeah, and you brought it up. (laughs) His part-time job is yard lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, that's probably lucrative as hell yard lawyer yeah oh, I bet there's all kinds of like fence arguments and stuff yeah and like your tree fell on my property <laughs> i mean that's, that's, that's pretty mom. clear i feel like it's dangerous <laughs> dangerously close to bird law and other things from like sunny in philadelphia i don't know if you know <laughs> it's like, like, oh yes like yard yes, lawyer you call your yard lawyer and he comes in he's just another karen <laughs> he just yells at whoever's mad and you just go back inside. You're paying this guy by the hour to yell at your neighbors, and that's fine. I would do that if I didn't like yelling at my neighbors too much. Just hire somebody to come in and yell at them for you? God, that is actually... That actually is a pretty good profession. All you just professional... You just come sit in someone's front yard and yell at the neighbors. <laughs> that's all. That's what you do by the hour. Throw tennis balls and yeah. tell them to slow down when they drive past. You just throw house. a fit. You just wait for that guy. If you see that guy, <laughs> park right here in the, under that tree. You, if you, then you go after him. You yell. That's like a very specific thing you have to do. What was it in like? It was like the Regency period or something where prestigious landowners would like hire uh, a vagrant to come and live on their property yes. and basically yes. do this. Yes. For the ambiance, for them, yeah, they yeah. would just they would just wander around the gardens and live out there. Yep. Very odd. Why don't okay. we do that anymore? I, I 
I figured out the last thing I want is a is a vagrant wandering around my door. <laughs> That's probably why. <laughs> probably. Uh, I figured out the name. Nice. I want to name him or her Big Hoof. Big, like big dog. Big big hoof. Big hoof. Mm-hmm. I That's think that I name is him. taken to him. No, no, no. That's the name. <laughs> you know, I'll come up with like ten more as soon as as we're soon done as we hit stop. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I'm just yeah, gonna no. be tweeting out names. David Hasselhoof. Oh, yes. well, he no, does look very now. charismatic. That's a hundred percent the name. Yeah, it's absolutely. He's not. He looks like a rotten orange. <laughs> but in a good way in a very oh, no. cute and good way no you're right he looks like an orange it's been out in the sun for too well, long we could tie that into our flag means death that's I'm a very prominent thing in that show oh. Lil Rotten Lil Rotten about that L-I-L Rotten Lil Rotten <laughs> oh, Lil Stinky because he looks like he stinks <laughs> he may not but he doesn't look clean <laughs> that poor thing. Jo- Johnny Rotten? Johnny Rotten? Could we do no. that? No. No? Is that one taken no. to you? Uh, rotten Boy. Like just Rotten Boy. boy. Roddy Piper. <laughs> but with a T instead of the D's. Oh, no. I thought it was a stupid one. I'm going to say it. I know it's stupid. I got on you the whole our flag means death. can't name. be worse than David Hasselhoff. It, it, it is because it's Black Beherd. Because he's part of a herd. Black it's Beherd. worse. <laughs> it's, it's just you pronouncing words weird again. Let's call him Tuxin. <laughs> oh, we could, my God. though. Hold on, right in, right in, right now. We must name him Tuxin. <laughs> I will send an email immediately. Absolute winner. <laughs> oh my god. So good. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. Don't don't Apparently be. everybody's everybody can be uh, a victim here. <laughs> Not just him. No, that's that's fair. Yes. That's very fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, I'm not the one with a very aggressive yarn art coming to their house soon, like Tim. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So the the yard argument got so heated that I got threats against physical th- threats of physical violence against me in the Discord. You did for for being wrong. So we had it crocheted. Is that what it is? Crochet. I think it's cross stitch, but I cross stitch. Listen, I'm no different? expert. What am I missing? What what happened? Oh, I just got a note from one of the listeners, one of our favorite listeners, uh, who said that he wanted to drive down and punch me in my Appalachian face after he heard the yard argument. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And I was like, "That's the greatest sentence I've ever read." So it's gonna get cross stitched and hung on my wall. It is. It's already cross-stitched. It's in the mail to you. You should have gotten it either today or tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, but you will have to cross the sidewalk in your yard to get to it. (laughs) To get to your mailbox, which is also in your yard, even though you don't own it. Yeah. (laughs) It's not yard. It's not. You're right. It's not yard. It's in yard. Oh, no. Oh, no. Did we lose Jenna? Oh, no. You're doing a great job of faking being frozen. Oh, no. She got so mad oh, no she help. quit. <laughs> was she the first one like, to quit? Did we yeah. win the battle? <laughs> I always have this like moment of fear whenever anybody freezes that it's actually oh, me who I lost it. I absolutely thought it well, was. Well, that's what I did. I looked. I saw everybody else looking, so I was like, okay, we're good. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. Let's see what she says. Oh, no. Is <laughs> <laughs> that what she said? She said, oh, no. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> okay, well, I guess we'll wait for her to come back. But while we're waiting for her to come back, so you've had a pretty interesting recent time, Chris. Yeah. 
Yeah. Some some new stuff coming yeah, out. Yeah, I've had some stuff happening, yeah. Yeah. Um for those of you that don't know, that's kind of how we know Chris is because he's the guy that does the really kick-ass Animorphs graphic novels that if you haven't been reading, you absolutely should be. And a bunch of other really cool stuff including Chicken Hair on Netflix, which is amazing but the book was better i'll say it i can say that mm-hmm. right i mean you can i don't even know if i agree with that oh no it, really and i'm the author yeah <laughs> i just feel like okay so i love i love my chicken hair books right but they were like my first yeah. things but the first chicken hair book was my very first thing i ever wrote so you know looking back now i just feel like oh you know i i could have done so much more with it and um I don't know, story structure and stuff wise. I, it's just things I've learned, you know, it's probably like looking back on anything anybody's done, you know, you don't want to look at your old stuff and whatever. So I get really happy when people love chicken hair and stuff, but I'm like, Oh, I can't, I can't, I've, I've moved beyond that, but I thought they did a really good job with the adaptation. Um, and, and a lot of people were uh, like, this isn't anything like your book. You know, this is, they did their own thing. And to some extent they did, but there was, for a brief moment, there was a volume three of chicken hair that never really got finished, but it dealt with a lot of the backstory. Hmm. Uh, um, and he actually was from Featherbeard Island. He was a prince and Abe was his servant and he had an evil uncle that drove him out of town, which then led him to being captured, which, and then being sold to the taxidermist in the first one. So it's, it's similar. They did a pretty good job That's of really cool of doing that. Cause we, I did go through all that with him. You know, whether they were going to use it or not, they wanted to know what the history was. So, I mean, it's still got to be a really cool thing to know. Oh, yeah. The thing that you made, somebody else created something with. It's it's very exciting and surreal at the same time. It just doesn't seem real sometimes. Uh, Also, a ton of other neat books. The Secrets of Camp Whatever. Yeah. Uh, the, The second one just recently came out. So a lot of a lot of really interesting neat stuff going on for you. Yeah, that was weird. Like the book the book came out last Tuesday and it was I completely forgot. I completely forgot the book was coming out because I knew the movie was coming out on Friday. And it was just uh I was just being pulled in all kinds of directions last week. In a good way. I'm not complaining. It's just, you know, it's just a lot sometimes. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. And that was a lot to have to fit into such a small gap of time. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was fun, though, because I didn't have to do anything for the movie. I just had to wait for it to come out. I just had to be given permission to talk about it or, you know, I had to wait for certain things to be announced before I could even acknowledge its existence. So it was really fun. Like when the trailer came out, that was really exciting. It's like I share that with people. And then, you know, then it was just kind of like a countdown until until it hit Netflix, which I knew about for a while, but I couldn't talk about either. People were like, when's it coming to the movies? I'm like, I don't. No, <laughs> that's um, got to be torture. Uh, it was a little hard because people were genuinely excited and I wanted yeah. to be excited with them. And but I just I couldn't give any information out. So welcome back, uh, Jenna. Thank you. Sorry, storm mute. knocked out my Wi-Fi. Oh, <laughs> you really need to get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, storm knocked out my Wi-Fi. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. Did the recording stop? No, no. No, no. we're good then. We're no, good. I I record <laughs> externally, so. The, all that know. that raging you were probably doing that we couldn't hear. Yeah. Was, oh, we'll get captured. it. Yeah. Get it all. <laughs> so, is there a is there an easy place, Chris, for people to go find all the stuff that you've done, so that they can read the entire Chris Grind back catalog? I'm the easy, I'm the, unfortunately, the easiest place is Amazon, but I always would recommend, you know, if you have a local bookstore that you, you like to shop at and want to want there to be a local bookshop in the future, I would recommend, you know, ordering through them or a comic shop even or whatever, you know, but yeah, anywhere you can order books or buy books, it should, you know, my stuff should be there somewhere, even if they have and to order it. And all of it is fantastic. Read time shifters. It's my little subliminal message there. I have it on the shelf right behind me. I have, yeah. these are my different, like, Catherine, Michael, Chris shelf. I have a Tim shelf. <laughs> There's no books on the Tim shelf, just the stuff yeah, he's got no. me, but. <laughs> I'm going to type a message here for you guys. 
Oh, keep talking amongst yourselves. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we're terrible at that. The second oh, you tell God. us to converse, we're like, shit. Yeah, no, I, what words I do you know, Tim? Say all nothing, the words. Nothing. Pepto Boone Small. Pepto Boone Small. <laughs> Fuck you. I have nothing important. <laughs> lead into my awkwardness and just leave in the awkwardness <laughs> random tim weirdness you should put a like a quote like from like a listener like on your podcast and it's just tim and just says cool completely <laughs> <laughs> out of context just cool <laughs> heck yeah that's like when my wife will send me a really long text explaining a lot of stuff and I'll just respond with the letter K. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. He hates oh, it. No. Uh, yeah. Or she'll tell me something. And I found out that I found out this was hilarious. A couple years ago, she was texting like she's a Girl Scout troop leader. So she has to text the moms a lot about stuff. And uh, one time she texted a, a, one of the moms some some information that that she had requested. This lady requested this information for my wife. My wife sent this information, and then the lady responded by just sending a thumbs down emoji. Oh, no. What does oh, that no. even mean? Oh, my wife was oh. so irritated because oh, it was just like, God. what, what, why? <laughs> and then there was nothing else, oh, just no. thumbs down. So now I do that to her. If she sends me something <laughs> that I don't like, I'll just respond with a thumbs down. And I know it bothers her, but she's married to me. So <laughs> I feel like people are like, oh, your poor wife. And I'm like, she knew what she was getting into. <laughs> We've been married for 19 years now. So we're, well, just we're, uh, her, we're okay. Let her know that I'm 100% on her side in this whole discussion. Because <laughs> that would torment me to the end of Oh, days. it does. I find yeah. that's the best. Wait till somebody sends <laughs> you a, an entire novel text and then just go, okay. <laughs> Or thumbs down. Even if you like it, just down. thumbs down. Then you oh, don't even no. know if you don't like it or if you just didn't yeah. something yeah. or what you didn't agree with. <laughs> don't elaborate. Don't don't even try. Dude, literally, if I told somebody, like all I would say is like, hey, we're meeting at this time. If I got a thumbs down, it would completely shut me down and I would no longer know how to operate. Yeah. It's psychological I'm... warfare. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jenna, I Jenna. feel like the, so yeah. are, we're, we're doing that to him now, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm surprised he hasn't already. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the next time I saw this person, I would just have to pull up my phone and like open the message and just put it in their face and be like, "Yeah." Now what? My wife is not confrontational at all, so she, that would never happen. But oh. I had to hear about it. I had to hear about it all night. Which oh, yeah. only made it more funny to me when I would just now she'll even do like Facebook posts and I'll just thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll just not like something on purpose. Just <laughs> it's good. <laughs> oh no. That's a secret to a happy marriage. Mm-hmm. Just torment. Irritating the hell out of your torment. Yeah. You know what? You know what, Jenna? You know what, Jenna? What? I we had a whole conversation in the mic episode about you attacking his fern. That's so. true. I did not attack his fern. I they pointed out that it dead. was dead. <laughs> this thing that he enjoyed. Yeah, and loved. And loved. <laughs> you were the messenger. Yeah. Yeah. I do that uh, too frequently, apparently. Frequently <laughs> enough that he brought it to the podcast. <laughs> and then Twitter afterwards. It's true. <laughs> Why'd you kill his fern? I didn't kill the fern. I super oh, didn't kill know. the fern. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, I feel like fern. you're uh, protesting a little too much about that. <laughs> Listen, if I had killed the fern, um, I didn't do it. But if I'd done it, then you'd have told me that I wasn't wrong. That's fine. I don't. I don't remember the lyrics all of a sudden. But um, 
You sugar-footed the ferns. He did chop down several of my bushes um, and mangled them. So if I had done it, it would have been justified. But I didn't do oh, it. Chris, what have you uncovered? This runs deep. Yeah. <laughs> this is how it starts, guys. Plant warfare. Mm-hmm. It starts with plants. <laughs> Before you know it, your thumbs downing. Yeah. Before you know, you thumbs down things you even like. Just because you know. Just because you know it'll get under their skin. So Alex's husband, Scott, sent me a message a little before this, and I'm immediately going to go and thumbs down the message now. I've already responded to it and everything. I'm just going to go add that. If you want the behind the scenes of that, the panic was, Tim, I'm coming to Atlanta for a game, a game of some sort. And I said, oh, my God, when is that? Like, I started panicking. So I'm like, when am I going to be planning to see Tim? We have to get tickets, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, when? And Scott goes, 2026. And I'm like, you motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) And then Tim texted back, we have four years to plan. I was like, I should have just waited for Tim. (laughs) They announced that Atlanta is going to be a World Cup site. So as soon as they announced that, Scott texts me. He's like, I'm coming. Gotcha. I'm like already preparing room for him in my house excellent <laughs> but not alex <laughs> no, not alex. God, no. Yeah. Yeah. God, no. yeah alex gotta find her own accommodations <laughs> all right <laughs> i got a, a bedroll out in the garage do I, do I get to sleep with the dogs <laughs> yes oh. yeah oh probably where time you where you would yeah anyway. that's where i want to go <laughs> yeah. all right chris well thank you for hanging out with us I appreciate you coming by. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm sorry I could not read the book. (laughs) I tried. I wasted so many hours just staring at the book, like with anger. I was like a week or two ago, I was sitting downstairs. Like my wife was like, you know, reading to my son and then she was taking her shower or whatever and came downstairs. I was still sitting on the couch holding the book. And she's like, I thought you said you were going to read it. And I just threw it. I was like, I can't. <laughs> I tried. I tried to read this book. I've never had a book that I cannot read. Oh, no. Let me tell you that I would rather read the book about Chris trying to read the book then read this then book. This book, yeah. <laughs> oh no! Wait. Oh, okay. there he is. Oh, yeah, no. there he is. Okay. Yeah, we're back now. I saw everybody. Oh no! <laughs> it says my internet connection is unstable. Oh no! There's probably well, too many okay. people currently streaming in my house. So. Well, Alex was about to do an outro for us. Anyway, Shit, so. I was, wasn't I? Yeah. Good God! It's like. One day I could be fucking prepared for this podcast, but it is not this day. There we go. All right. I will do an outro. Maybe. If you're lucky. I pinned everything, so I know where it is. It's working out great. Okay. First things first. There's something very important that we need to talk about. And I'll tell you, what we have to talk about is Moose Jaw McGraw. Big, thick martingale and beta ray filly. That's right. Metal horses in our barn that we take care of, that we love, we nurture. We clean their stalls every single day. It's an amazing amount of work, but that's okay. We do it because we love you guys. Like, you know, Nate. We love hot lava spaghettios. Or Phil. We love Iron Meriden. Steve, you know that we love Dale Donuts the Third. Corey, you know we love the Terminator. And then there's Ronnie. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> that was the most effort putting that one in a long time. It yeah. is. It's been a while since I've done Ronnie in a metal voice. You want to know how to get a metal horse in our barn? Go to singlethoughtconnection.com. T-H-O-T. Every time. I love that URL. <laughs> I fucking love that URL so much. All right. But for real, for real. Uh... This brings our podcast to an end, similarly to the way that Chris just could not read this book and ended its life by throwing it across the room. And I am keeping that in. It's great. I love that story. And I'm glad that you did that. And it really, it reflects more on the book than you, man. The book was so bad. I'm so sorry. This is an outro and an apology letter to you. (laughs) If you want to know 
more about like when we're going to read these books and who else we have to apologize to, well, you can find that on Facebook at Horse Girls Podcast, Twitter and Instagram at Horse Girls Cast. And if you want to buy some radical shirts and things, visit DuckDuckJenna.com, America's favorite search engine to search for one thing. That is sweet fucking merch. We already talked about our, our Patreon a little bit. Again, that's where you can get a metal horse in the barn. But, like, you know what? You can get some other stuff, too, like cool content. But, really, it's all about the horses in the barn. Just go check it out. Singlethoughtconnection.com. You can go to horsegirls.club. Or you can go to our actual Patreon, which is patreon.com slash horsegirls. If you want to find us on other podcasts, you can. We do them. If you like D&D, check out The Botched Podcast. Or Dungeons & Dragon Beams. And if you like Animorphs, check out Animorphs Anonymous. If you are betwitched by Jenna, check out Jenna's Twitch at twitch.tv slash Jenna Chill with one fucking L. I am back on my high horse. I have not put extra L's in anything this week. I may have fucked up Tuxin a couple fucking times, but there's no L's in that. So we're good. We're good, baby. <laughs> Calling it good. And you if you like definitely me. messed up Tuxin. You said maybe, but it was 100%. <laughs> it was 100%. Not with extra L's yep. though. It was, so a, it's it was a dumpster fire of a, of a <laughs> pronunciation. So I know, and then I just like triple and quadruple down on it. I don't know what's happening to me. I feel like I'm gaining power, but I'm not. It gained, It got extra. It went from tuxin to tuxin. It's like extra Canadian. That's yeah. <laughs> it's only oh well, hang on now. This is an untapped market. Who's been selling dukes there in Arizona? I don't know why they have it. Shit. Uh, if you, like me, can't get enough of Tim's Appalachian voice, his beautiful Appalachian voice, then you can check out such podcasts as The Way We Haunt Now, Tunnels, Haunted Hell, House of Horrors, and Horror Shop Radio, which he has voice acted on. And it is pretty fucking good. I've listened to it all, and I love it. Anyways, if you think our episode art is hella cute, that's because it is. And it was created by Casey D, who writes and illustrates a webcomic called Beside You, which you can read for free at BesideYouComic.com. May the nuts ever stick to your roof. Go watch Chicken Hair on Netflix. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Please do that. Yes. Uh, Do you want to know the first rejected title? I had like 50 titles for this episode. Do you know what the first rejected one was? Yeah, and I'm not going to stop recording, Tim. I'm just going to let you go through it. Yeah, same. Grind 125,600 minutes. That was the... That was that was where I got to with these grind puns. I got deep. Too deep. Grind and punishment. I think you should just one. call it the road to Tuxin. <laughs> <laughs>